when was the last time you let yourself play, dress up, and express your full sensual self freely and without judgment? I believe that many of us are so hungry for these kinds of experiences, particularly if we've become disconnected from parts of ourselves that along the way we decided were frivolous, silly, too much, or overindulgent. Today on the podcast, I have such a joyful conversation to share with you. I sat down with the gorgeously sensual and creative Laura Jane Foley, and she was every bit as captivating as she is on Instagram. Laura Jane is founder of Bell Empire Boutique and Events in Tunbridge Wells, England. She is a feminine embodiment and sensuality guide using the modalities of glamour magic and dance immersions to help heal the disconnect within women. Her varied work and offerings assist women to rebirth into a state of empowerment, embodied pleasure, and authentic expression so that they can infuse their life with self-acceptance, love, and magic. You know, Laura exudes such genuine authenticity and aliveness herself. Today's chat reminded me how powerful it is to return to play and explore all sides of ourselves particularly in those seasons of life where we are so likely to forget ourselves, like motherhood. I hope you enjoy this delightful conversation as much as I did. Here's my chat with Laura. Welcome to the Sensualchemy School podcast, where we explore grief, pleasure, and the sometimes messy, always beautiful paradox that exists between the two. Here, as we center the experience of our wise bodies through the archetypal feminine, we ask. Within a culture that perceives emotional, intuitive and creative intelligence as inferior and avoids pain at all costs, what if grief were our compass and pleasure our medicine? My name is Kate Leeper and I'm so grateful you're here. Hello again, everybody. It is such a joy to be back with you for another episode of the Sensual Alchemy School podcast. And uh, in my pleasure series, mini pleasure series that I have been rolling out for the last couple of weeks, I am adding yet another um, really juicy conversation to the mix. And I'm so looking forward to welcoming the gorgeous Laura Jane Foley from Bell Empire to chat with me um, all things sensuality, pleasure, expression, all the things that, you know, I, I absolutely love jamming on. And uh, so, Laura, it's a gift to have you here. Thank you. Hello, Kate. Thank you so much. Thank you. Such Hello. such a pleasure. You're so welcome. I was just sharing with you, you know, we've been having a little bit of a catch up and we have exchanged some messages over Instagram and um, I have been just admiring your presence online because in a sea of often... I mean, there is so much. We were talking about the noise mm. uh, online and and I absolutely, uh, things have really changed. I think specifically since COVID, there is just mm -hmm. so many people doing amazing things, particularly now in the realm of embodiment and sensuality. And, and mm. so when I came across you, 
And yeah, I mean, I just immediately was captivated. This woman yeah. is different. She feels different. There's there's this aliveness and beauty and glamour, which I know that we'll talk a little bit about. Yes. And um, yeah, so I just thought it would be really, uh, it would take us somewhere new for this conversation to have you here, Laura. So before we do dive into all of that richness, I would love to kind of drop into the moment with you and invite you to share if there is any sense of loss that you might be holding on to, any textures, any sensations of loss that are present for you right now. Okay, thank you, Kate. Yes. Um, so I think, as we mentioned together earlier on, what has come up for me again only recently, and I'm sure it's something that comes up for people a lot and that possibly we don't talk about enough, <clears throat> is that loss of... Um, I suppose it, it ties in more with the disappointment, the disappointment that you're not getting exactly what you want, perhaps out of life, out of your career. But particularly, I think uh, we use other people as that emotional crutch. Um, we we hold these expectations that perhaps a significant other, a partner, um, a spouse, mm -hmm. um, or possibly friends or family um, aren't upholding us, us as much as we want, as much as we expect, as much as we need them to. Mm. And really it's the grief that can come from that that realization that you are not gleaning what you feel you want or need from that person. Mm -hmm. And then it winds itself into the work that I have been doing with myself primarily, because yeah. I believe that that is, you know, the saying all healers need healing is mm -hmm. is so is so potently true and it also um it provides authenticity and if we haven't experienced if we if we haven't felt the um the specific feelings and um emotions that you are wanting to heal others yeah then right. how how can we do that work so i am you know i'm basing this on my own sense of loss um the sadness that i have felt at times um when i you know i realized that i wasn't in as a fulfilled relationship as i wanted to be mm -hmm. um and, you know, the I just came to work on how I could feed myself the pleasure that I seeked, the excitement, 
um, the self-verification, because I think a lot of the time we expect people to validate us. Yeah. Um, our existence, our our looks, our our roles in life. Mm-hmm. You know, we're constantly seeking affirmation from other people and wouldn't it be so lovely if we didn't need to do that and so we were um completely self-sufficient with regards to how much we appreciated ourselves how much we appreciated our alone time how we could soothe ourselves with the sensuality of life the beauty the creativity um the self-seduction as we were mm-hmm. talking about yeah. earlier on the self-seducing ourselves into life so that we are not needing and expecting it from others yeah that word expectation really hits home for me you know there's something about as you're speaking to this sense of loss mm. something about like the promises I guess that we are made in this culture from birth, you know, implicitly and explicitly around what we are meant or what we should be gleaning mm. from our relationships and, you know, primarily our intimate relationships. It's like mm. the, yeah, uh, our true love will fill us up in all of these different ways and meet all of these needs. And so it's no doubt that so many come to a particular stage of life Mm. feeling that sense of loss, like, is that, yeah, what is that about? Is that a deficit in me? Is that uh, a deficit in the other person? And I think that a lot of it, you've just really illuminated, a lot of it is, it's got nothing to do with the individual being wrong or less than. Mm. It is It is so much about the expectations that we have for others yes. to meet. Uh, yeah, yes. needs, desires um, within ourselves. It's mm. a really, really big one, and I know that's going to segue into so much <laughs> tonight uh, mm-hmm. in, our, in our conversation. I wonder... If I were to ask you on the flip side, Laura, do you notice as you breathe into your body in this moment a quality of longing that lives within you right now? Do I still feel a, a longing and, or, and a loss? Well, um, yeah. At times I do, Kate, but I have come to a point in my life where I I understand that um, I understand all that you said that it, it all comes down to what we're conditioned to expect from this one person mm-hmm. and that we are completely responsible for our own pleasure and um and pathway through life and we we can't rely on anyone we shouldn't be relying on anyone mm-hmm. uh, we can enjoy all that we receive from other people um but everything everything that makes us who we are has to come from us 
and our knowledge of ourselves and mm -hmm. what we like, what we enjoy, what brings us pleasure. And so there's absolutely no point in um, forcing things with somebody that isn't, um, you know, say we're talking about an intimate partner and, uh, and you don't have similar likes. Um, why be in a situation whereby you are sat with somebody trying to make them enjoy something that you enjoy and to me that kills enjoyment mm, and vice um, if I yeah. know that somebody that I care about isn't enjoying something so it is completely up to us to say do you know mm. I know who I am I know what I love I know what brings me joy I know that that other person um, that is significant in my life does not enjoy that thing. Um, but it's really important for me to maintain whatever I enjoy in my life. So I'm I'm responsible for that. I'm going to make sure that I don't let, let that go. Um, and I think this is something that could run through into maybe a conversation that you and I will have on another subject that I work with. It, mm -hmm. it really is all about self-knowledge and knowing what brings you happiness and yeah. um knowing where to find joy and so that's what i do with a lot of women it's how can you find joy without trying to extract it from somebody else yeah that yeah can't supply you with it yeah um yeah. can i ask have you been on a journey to really unpack who you are? Do you feel like you've known always or has this been quite the unraveling process for you? I think we are and that we should be always on a journey of unraveling who we are because we are forever growing and moving away and back to things and and coming to know ourselves even more and i think that we absolutely should we should never give up that aspect of trying to find out what sparks us and what we could be learning next mm -hmm. um, for me i love learning about myself mm -hmm. um from a non-vain point of view it's just it's so important because um I mean, this is where I focus a lot of my work with other women. It is that self-knowledge that helps you move through life. It helps to heal. Um, if I didn't know who I was, or if I'd lost the sense of who I was, um, that to me is incomprehensible. And I think that it's something that a lot of women suffer with, mm -hmm. that losing that sense of who they are, what they like. Yeah. Um, I think it, you know, can particularly happen when there's so many different points in a woman's life because we are constantly going through change and phases. I mentioned to you earlier, you know, that one of the major turning points for a woman is when they have children. Mm -hmm. And yes, we, we just give all of ourselves over to these small beings that need us so much. But in the process, we forget to maintain who we are and what we enjoy in our lives mm -hmm. um and so it's been a, a main focus of 
me because I was able to fortunately, I suppose, have the strength of will to maintain who I had been before having children. Mm. But I realized that a lot of women were struggling to do the same thing. Right. And that they needed help to reclaim who they were, to get to know themselves again, mm-hmm. to get to know not only their their minds and to maintain what they what brought them joy in life, but also let's face it, your body changes when you have children as well. That feels different, it looks different. So a lot of women, there's a major disconnect between who they used to be before having children. There's yeah. a major disconnect between the physical body, the emotional and the erotic body as well. Yeah, yeah. What was the, what was really key for you, Laura, in maintaining that connection to self? Were there particular, I know that dance is a major yeah part of your work uh sensual movement mm-hmm. and and you have a, a background in dance so what kind of practices really allowed you to remember who you were in that huge transition yes so um for me when I had my first baby um, coming up to 16 years ago um my body definitely changed um quite unrecognizably to me I had gone from being I was very young when I had my first child Mm. and I'd always been very petite this lovely little dancer's body and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden I was not so petite anymore you know my my rib cage expanded and my chest grew and I didn't I didn't recognize my body and that I struggled with that but the thing that got me through that difficult period as it's for every woman it's frightening having a newborn mm-hmm. it's frightening feeling disconnect from your body and the tiredness and the lack of energy and the pressure um for me what helped me through it quite simply was um maintaining how i dressed how i looked mm. um and so i made sure I dressed, that I got up and I got dressed every day and I put my makeup on and I wore the perfume and, I mean, <laughs> things change when you have a newborn, your your tastes change. And I remember realising I couldn't wear bangles because I was holding my baby and right. you know, I didn't want anything <laughs> to scratch the baby or you don't want to wear a long necklace because you don't want your baby to strangle yes. you or pull long dangly earrings out but there are things that can be you know adapted and uh so even though I was you know I was doing the new mum thing going to play groups and playgrounds um I made sure that I still felt like me because that was the mm-hmm. only thing I think that got me through those hard days mm-hmm. um you know again putting the makeup on and I made sure that it didn't take hours I've never been somebody who has spent hours over getting dressed and right. makeup on um, I think life is too short for that I really do but right. you know, when you, you can you can you can get it down to 10 minutes and mm. um and make sure that everything is lovely that you have 
and also that I always tell clients whenever I was styling, um, don't save things for best. Don't be precious about whether or not they might get spoilt and they might get sicked up over, you know, or I remember a beautiful silk dress getting peed over once by my baby. Right. But, <laughs> you know, these lovely things are there to be worn and enjoyed and they they elevate your mood. Quick break from today's conversation to share with you a really exciting new free online workshop that I'll be running September 12th to 13th. It's called Embolden. And we'll be coming together for a two-day play shop, not a workshop, a play shop to harness courageous expression and for you to relish in creative risks. So your fire belly desires, the ones that keep you up at night, stop drying you up and wearing you out and instead begin to turn you all the way on and actually nourish you. Because here is the thing, if you want to be truly felt by others, it takes courage. Not the faux bravado of performance or following the blueprints and templates so you are fully seen and fully heard. That is all beautiful and important, but you need to be felt to cut through the noise. And this you can't fake. We're talking about congruence here. We are talking about not just slogging your guts out and contorting your gifts, but fully embodying your spice and special source. You are a wise, brilliant woman and you have way too much to offer to just throw in the towel. So during our two-day embolden play shop, you are going to be really planting those roots. We are going to be exploring your depth your creative expression in ways that you may not have explored before. So to register, jump onto kateleeper.com slash embolden, learn more, and I will be seeing you September 12th and 13th. Now back to this juicy conversation. I think that um, lovely clothes inspires others to put something lovely on which Mm -hmm. I think is a real gift to give to somebody Mm um yeah and yeah not to be too precious not to save everything for best and you know if it does get a rip in it it's fine it's all part of its story but to me life is too short not to wear lovely things Mm -hmm. but deeper than that it saved me from feeling major disconnect from myself when I had my children Yeah. You know, there's so many things I want to say about this because I, you are so utterly captivating in your (laughs) colors and, um, you know, I love, I love what you wear. It's so different (laughs) to necessarily my own style, but I love it because I, it exudes you. Mm. And I think that you've just touched on something so interesting because There is this assumption that as soon as you enter motherhood, all of a sudden you have to be sensible and Mm. practical Mm. and, you know, come back to, um, yeah, simple and, and all of the things. And where I absolutely get it, like, yes, it is exhausting and sometimes the last thing that you have energy for 
is um, investing time, right, in your appearance. Mm. And yet what you're really speaking to is not because, as you say, it's not like you're spending hours, right, and it's it's not for anybody else. And Mm. this is the thing. This is the difference. If you feel like you are presenting yourself um, for the benefit of others or because you should, because if you don't, then you'll be, you know, some hag or, you know, whatever. (laughs) That's a very different intention and a very different energy that you bring as opposed to this art of, yes, staying committed and devoted to who you are, your essence. Right, the creative expression of you. And I just think that is glorious because that is really where sensuality does become our medicine. And Mm -hmm. your sensual expression, creative expression, um, what you wear, the scents, your fragrances, your accessories, all of that will be completely different to another woman you know it might be completely bohemian or even like um yeah I mean you name it right but it doesn't matter what it is as long as it is you you seeing that as important and valuable and Mm. that it is a connection to who you are on the inside and still honoring that on the outside so I just think it, yeah, I just wanted to really differentiate this idea of don't, you know, don't lose your looks when you become a mum and like, you know, mm. make sure that you're looking good for everyone else. How different that is to say, yes. no, this is my own ritual of mm. coming alive in myself, even though, yes, I have this baby who's keeping me up and vomiting on me and all yeah. the rest. So yeah. yeah, I just deeply appreciate that. And um absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. You know, I've never dressed for anyone else. It's it's all for me. And it when I when I when I was showing up like this with small children to play groups, it would um initiate Two different reactions, as yeah, I'm sure I you bet. can imagine. <laughs> yes. yes. So, <laughs> um, well, probably more than two, but, you know, you have the negative and the positive mm-hmm. reactions for sure. So yeah. the negative being the judgment. Who does she think she is? Mm-hmm. Um, why is she making all this effort? Right. Um, why is she spending time on herself mm-hmm. rather than her mm-hmm. baby? You know, mm-hmm. they must have taken hours to to look like that, right. um, and and confusion. You know, where is she going? We're just sitting in a church hall, <laughs> rolling around on the floor with our children. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there might be sadness. Mm-hmm. I I very often mm-hmm. saw sadness from women who realized that they yeah. used to enjoy the art of getting dressed and And that's the longing too right the longing longing. to all that exactly I want that for myself and yet yeah the challenge in in doing so oh I get it I Mm. really do absolutely that was what 
made me realize that it was really important work that could be you know that I could offer women mm-hmm. you know because I did see so much sadness and longing mm-hmm. yeah um and the the confusion and the not understanding how you could incorporate yourself into your life as a mother yeah, yeah. Hmm. I would love to know more about your burlesque and how mm. the art of burlesque um, has, yeah, woven its way into your offerings. Yes. I am a burlesque lover. I would like <laughs> to do more of it. Um, mm. But it is just uh, a feast for the senses and yes. um, so empowering. So, yeah, tell me a bit about your burlesque journey. It is, honestly, yes, you are so right. It is the most fabulous feast of glamour and empowerment and liberation and creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is why I love it all. I came to burlesque not long after I had baby number three, actually. So about six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um I think actually I'd wanted to go to a burlesque class before I got pregnant and then I got pregnant. And so I waited until the point where it was okay to leave baby in the evening and go to that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's very patient of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it, it would have been conducive, a growing stomach to fitting into oh, a corset. <laughs> that's true. Maybe belly dancing, but yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, belly dancing when you're pregnant. Oh, yeah. But um, when I discovered burlesque, to me it was just oh it was heaven because it was everything that I believe a woman should be able to explore into um that being able to express yourself in whatever way you want Mm -hmm. you can dress as you wish for your your particular act or dance performance you can use whatever music you wish whatever movements you can express uh, such a range of different aspects qualities personalities you can you can um you can represent humor or darkness or um you can uh, you can incorporate political messages into right. your burlesque act. Um, it's all about embracing self, love, and acceptance. For me, mm-hmm. um, it is you know it's going against that expectation of perfection in a woman and what a woman should look like mm-hmm. in order to be attractive or sexy um it is so wonderful the world of burlesque for embracing women of all bodies all yeah body types, i love that sizes, sexuality, ages yeah ages yeah. oh my yeah. goodness just wonderful and it's so fabulous because i mean i do think that uh things are changing in the world of dance anyway that mm-hmm. we are not discarding 
dancers or women in general you know Mm -hmm. um, because they've reached a certain age um but in certain forms of dance ballet you know it's not so easy to keep the body yeah yeah in line with the demands but for burlesque it's so inspiring to see performers um still absolutely living and embodying their best lives and their most empowered selves at whatever age, yeah. whatever size. It's just fabulous. And um, it's so wonderful for um, cultivating creativity as well, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm huge on because I think that women should really enjoy the creative process in order to you know feel I think fulfilled because I think it's something that's um, hugely important for the feminine soul and so when you have the opportunity to create art um, via burlesque um, it's so satisfying it's so exciting (laughs) but um, whenever I um, hold burlesque muse immersions it's not so that I can teach women uh, a specific dance the same dance for everybody because I believe in um, that message that everybody is unique and that everybody needs to find their own creative essence um, when developing their burlesque persona Mm-hmm. and that we can't all fit into one box. And so the burlesque muse immersions are all about finding, meeting, mm-hmm. meeting your burlesque alter ego, your persona, um, which effectively really is yourself when your yeah. desire yourself. Yeah. Um, elevated. Yes. You know, and that's the wonderful thing about burlesque is that when I'm on stage, when I'm creating my acts and my costumes and choosing the music, it's all me. It's all completely authentic to what I love, how I want to move, what I want to listen to, how I want to dress. Mm -hmm. Um, But the burlesque muse immersion is about helping guiding you into meeting that alter ego and that burlesque persona and helping to close bridge the gap right between you as your day-to-day self and your burlesque persona because effectively they they are one and the same woman Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm. about meeting her embracing her and incorporating her into your day-to-day life yeah I love that you say that, the the bridging of the gap, because I think sometimes we do forget that we are all of the facets, right? Like Mm -hmm. we we go through seasons of our life and and seem to identify more strongly with parts of ourselves and our expression and something like burlesque, the the role-playing and the unlocking of these parts of us is just such a priceless reminder of the full spectrum of who we are. And so then it's it's as if, well, we can meet different, um, well, 
anything really that comes up, comes to us in our days. We might meet a different scenario or, or something mm-hmm. will occur and all of a sudden it's like we've got this reservoir um, of self that we can access, like these parts of us that may have been repressed or yeah. um, pushed to the side or dismissed and all of a sudden it's like they're accessible to us. It is part yes. of us that we can draw from and it's not pretending, it's not performing, it's just actually like we've made them available to us. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, such a poignant point. <laughs> um, because uh, it's ideally it wouldn't be performative. I mean, yes, if we are getting up on stage and performing something. Sure. Yeah, sure. But... Um, to feed that persona and and your art basically mm-hmm. with all of the multifaceted aspects and qualities of you is what drives forward that that captivating authenticity that i think i think is you know it's what the best performers do basically yeah um, yeah but you know i I always say um, to any women that are on my burlesque muse immersion, you know, yes, you're here and we're learning about the art of burlesque, but this isn't for you to necessarily develop acts and, you know, take it on the stage. It, right. it is to to bring it into your everyday life. And like you said, um, thinking about it all in this way in uh, within the subject of burlesque allows us it yes allows us to it it gives us more permission doesn't it i think to step into a different um space where by we are exploring ourselves in a different Mm -hmm. way which i think if you didn't i mean you know before i came to this work of healing with the art of burlesque and coming to know yourself. If I um if I had ever put a different name on the the class, the workshop or whatever, it ha- it didn't attract so much um, ah. attention or it might have scared people off. But you say the word burlesque and women are just hungry to know more. Yeah. It is something that appeals to so many. Yes. And I think that that is a lot to do with the fact that they can um, suddenly give themselves permission to, yeah. it feels like it's detached from themselves, but then ultimately when they come to my image, I'm like, no, you are bringing this into, <laughs> into yeah. your days. Yeah. This is, this is going to enliven you and bring that free sound of excitement. You know, I talk about rituals and um, making everything feel beautiful mm-hmm. putting the music on while you have breakfast moving around while you do the washing up or, or you know while you reach for let's say the <laughs> coffee pot you know and um, bring some burlesque into your movement yeah. um to really infuse your body with that that sensual aspect of movement and yeah. i just have elevated being the excitement of Women are so, women are so powerful in their Mm -hmm. 
sensual femininity, you know, when they really allow themselves to drop into it. And it's just such a main goal of mine to make them help them to appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because you know, I think it, yeah. I was just going to say, it just speaks so much to, I think, also our hunger to play and to feel free, you know, to to be too much, you know, be in spaces where we can really magnify and amplify those Mm. parts of us that have been told are too much or, you know, and I think we really are hungry for that and that is where we find our power. That is where we tap into those parts of us um, that, yeah, otherwise in in day-to-day we might not meet. So what you're offering is such a tremendous gift and and you're right. I think women are. They're just like, yes, you know, burlesque does. It just speaks to freedom, Mm -hmm. I think, and and to this play. Um, And I wish you lived closer to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I, yeah. I, I would love to offer it online. It I is. am just imagining the potential of that, Laura. The day that you bring this um, kind of experience online, I think, will be a beautiful day. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely on my list of things to do. Yeah. So tell me then, um, as a bit of a segue, you do offer these immersions and experiences in person um, in Tunbridge, is that right? Tunbridge Wells. Tunbridge Wells. And in the UK, yes. Yes, yes. And so, and you also, Bell Empire is, is it a, you sell lots of different beautiful things as well as mm. um, running your classes and courses through that. Can yes. you share a little bit yes. more about that? Yes. So um, Bell Empire is a a physical boutique space mm-hmm. um, as well as being, you know, I think I want it to be more than that and I think it is more than that. It's... I don't want to say the word brand, but it's, I hope it's something that infuses women with the inspiration to explore mm-hmm. and play and grow. Um, and, you know, in the physical space of the, of the, of the building where I'm homed, um, they can do that within the boutique via um, curate a collection of, Vintage clothing, vintage and new clothing and accessories, mm. um, as well as there's art, there's scented candles and crystals. And, you know, it's it's a place where I want women to heal from within and, mm-hmm. and um, because I believe that, you know, working with all aspects, the inner and the outer, is, is really powerful for healing. And um, I love I love seeing the boutique space you know, the, uh, filled with women who are trying things on that they never usually would have the opportunity or the um, confidence to try on if they bring friends in, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they're all rooting for each other to 
go for something that they wouldn't usually have thought of or or quite often somebody would come in and say I used to wear these kinds of things and and um I haven't in recent years or for a long time because I'm busy as a mother or I'm too old or whatever you know the reason might be Mm -hmm. and um and I have dogs to walk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always dog walking. And I say to them, well, yes, so do I. I have three children. I have yeah. dogs to walk. Yeah. Um, put on that lovely dress. Wear it. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. You deserve oh. it. You know, you deserve <laughs> it. Um, and just seeing the joy as they play, I think mm-hmm. playfulness is so important for the feminine soul. Yeah. Absolutely. So it is a, it is a space to play within definitely it sounds Um, gorgeous yeah I (laughs) love I lived in London for about three and a half years and um oh I have yeah I have quite the yearning to return and I know that one day it'll it'll be perfect timing but um yeah I will track you down (laughs) I will be on the train into London we're only an hour away Yeah. yeah Yeah. So that, oh, that would be fabulous. Gorgeous. Yes. Well, it's just been it, so fun to speak with you, Laura. And really, yeah, I, I just I've loved I've loved hearing about what you do in person, you know, how you are impacting mm-hmm. um women in the flesh through your boutique and also this this gorgeous vision that you have for expanding your reach and so if uh someone is listening and has really enjoyed our conversation today is there somewhere well I know that there is because I already spoiler (laughs) alert I already um, follow you on Instagram but where can people find you on Instagram what's your handle so uh my Instagram is at Laura Jane Bell Empire um I'm on Facebook but I don't use that very often I love it every single love... person says that do they say that yeah. I'm I on Facebook it. but no <laughs> I know Sorry, I feel Facebook. awful oh no 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 I think it's you know if you're showing up in one space and you're really like putting your all into that then that that's more meaningful yeah so right. I mean yeah. we just have more of life to live than <laughs> worrying about all of our social media yeah. uh, platforms, huh? I mean, yeah, I've been do. told that TikTok is the way forward, then that you know Instagram <laughs> is dead, and I've said no. Instagram feels good for me, yeah. and that's what it's all about, isn't it? Why yeah. push yourself? Yeah, and I think you know, as as a creative as well, it is about not diluting your energy to try to put yourself everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like choose what feels good, so then you can show up. Um, you can pour your expression into that one channel, and people can really then feel mm-hmm. you and and be immersed in your world. So I would highly recommend um that people come and find you laura jane and i will pop your um instagram in the show notes as well and your website so if people want to get to know you a little more or at least just you know wait with bated breath for (laughs) online courses to come um then yeah i will be certainly keeping my my eye out so 
Thank you for your time. It's been beautiful Thank to get to know you. Thank you so much, Kate. It was lovely. I hope I didn't waffle on too much. <laughs> I just, I love. No more there than I do, so, darling. <laughs> there is so much to explore within oh, gosh, there is. all of these conversations. And yeah. It's You're such a, a joy. pleasure you gave me the platform. So thank you. <laughs> You're a joy. Thanks again, my love. Thank you, Kate. Bye. Thank you for joining me today on the Sensual Alchemy School podcast. If you found this episode supportive or something landed for you here, please share it with your friends, family, and anyone who you feel might benefit. If you're loving this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts to ensure that we can keep bringing you the conversations you need. And if you want to connect, please find me at kateleeper.com or over on Instagram at kate.leeper. I'd love to hear from you.